Hey there, welcome to this episode of Lockdown Cavs. I'm Chris Manning, that's Evan Damerill. Today, we are going to talk about all the various Cavs injuries highlighted by Evan Mobley, who the Cavs announced has a sprained elbow and he's going to miss two to four weeks. We'll see how that's going to affect the Cavs. Spoiler, it's probably going to make them worse, but we'll dive into that and all the various injuries as the Cavs go into a game against Brooklyn on Wednesday and a game against the Warriors on Thursday um, as the season just kind of rolls along as they kind of figure out what to do with all of these injuries. So before we get into today's show, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Calm. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount off a premium subscription. Go to calm.com backslash locked on NBA to claim that deal. You are locked on Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Evan. Evan Mobley, out with a sprained elbow. Do you have any injuries you need to report now? I'd like you to do it now if you have. Well, I mean, I have a bad knee that is pre exposed or disposed to arthritis because I didn't take physical therapy seriously. Um, both of my lower first molars have been removed and I still need to get implants put in for those. Um, I'm type one diabetic. I have a history of heart disease in my family. Um, I'll give the folks who pay extra my last four of my social and my mother's maiden name. But for now, that's all I'm going to share. I'm also really disappointed. I didn't wear my, uh, off orange, slightly brown sweater like you today. But do you have any injuries you need to share? You know, just my general disposition. If we're if we're gonna be straight with it, that's an injury. Um. Anyway, Cavs announced uh, that Evan Mobley is gonna miss two to four weeks. He has a sprained elbow. This was obviously suffered against the Boston Celtics. This comes on the obviously with Kevin Love and Larry Markkinen still in COVID nineteen various stages of the COVID nineteen protocols. Lamar Stevens has a sprained ankle. Count seconds out the torn meniscus. The list goes on. Jared Allen's obviously missed. Uh, a game on Monday due to illness. That's not COVID. He will not play Wednesday as well. Tough times for the Cavs, but Evan, let's just start with Evan Mobley because look, has been the story of the Cavs season. Maybe not like pound for pound their best player yet, but I think certainly on his way has I'd been say he's their best player. I think like if you go like pound for pound moment for moment, I think like he's sometimes the most impactful, but I don't know if he's like qualitatively always like the best. And I think that's like a subjective dumb thing anyway. But the, the point is that he's like been very impactful. He's played a ton of minutes. He's 20 years old. Was, I think, the front runner of rookie of the, for rookie of the year up until now. Um, this obviously just throws some kind of wrench into that, and we'll see. I, award stuff is stupid, so I don't really want to talk about it. But the Cavs, he was he made the Cavs better. Plus 2.7 points per under possession with him on the floor. Notably, a much better defensive team. Um, their defensive rating with him on the floor, neg- nine points better with him on the floor versus him off. Again, I think was the favorite for Rookie of the Year has been a really, really impactful player. And like, look, I I tend to think that when we think about this, for however long he's out, whether it's two weeks, whether it's three weeks, a month, whatever, I tend to think that this is a guy that like you can he, not having him is to change the way the Cleveland Cavaliers have to play basketball right now. It's just I think a fact of the reality. Yeah, it really is unfortunately, and I think JB Bickerstaff used a lot of coach speak when talking about the injury today. He said. 
we've been down a lot of players this whole year and we've had other guys step up and replicate their production, whether it's Colin in terms of scoring, whether it's Lowry and Kevin in terms of three point shooting, uh, Jarrett in terms of defensive presence, I guess you have that with Evan Mobley, but Evan Mobley kind of is the straw that stirs the drink for the Cavs. I am more than comfortable saying he is the Cavs best player on this roster right now. Um, he just, does a lot of things for me that say like, okay, th- there's something more to this kid than you actually can expect uh, that you would have from a conventional rookie. Evan Mobley is a winning player. If that makes sense, I think they wouldn't be in this position right now. If Evan Mobley wasn't so NBA ready right out the gates and just kind of doing some things that you didn't expect in terms of playmaking and scoring, like the three point shooting was a recent addition to his game and his craft. Um, the defensive presence alone is already pretty in- imposing. In terms of rim protection, I mean, Evan Mobley is averaging almost two blocks per game this year. And, I mean, paired to Jared Allen, that's really a hellacious to score on. I think this is just going to be a really big gut check for Darius Garland. I think we'll talk about this in the next segment a little bit more, but Kevin Love coming back helps a little bit. I think getting Isaac Okoro back and getting Isaac feeling maybe a little bit more comfortable in his body helps a little bit. But I really do think losing Evan Mobley for possibly two to four weeks and knowing the Cavs, they are on the side of caution with players. I I would say lean towards more of that four-week mark for a Mobley's return. Um, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough for sure. Uh, this is going to be a real interesting next two weeks for the Cavs. They play Brooklyn tomorrow on Wednesday or today, I guess, for Wednesday's episode. Then Thursday, they play Golden State. And then they play Brooklyn again on Monday. They need much-needed three days off. And JV said they're already going to rest, which will probably help them a lot, too. Then they play Phoenix on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and then they play Orlando on Friday. And Orlando kind of feels like the easiest game of the bunch, but the Magic have been playing pretty hard. And with how banged up the Cavs are, the Magic could kind of take advantage of this situation too. And the Cavs could really be... The good vibes could go away pretty quick, but I think fans need to be realistic and tempted to their expectations a little bit because they're missing three starters right now going into this game against Brooklyn on Wednesday. And they're missing... They're also missing Kevin Love, who's a key bench piece. And I know Lamar Stevens doesn't provide much offensively, but he does kind of provide some of that grindiness and grittiness of the Cavs play on defense. And he is like one of the emotional leaders for the bench and the team as well, because he's the one who started this whole barking thing for them. So I think the lack of presence from those guys are huge, but I think losing Mobley isn't something the Cavs can easily replicate. I mean, it's impossible to replicate. It, it, yeah, it, I, th- I think like, like I, under, I appreciate JV having confidence in his team. It's good coaching, but I kind of raised an eyebrow for a second when he said like, "Oh, like we lost Evan, but now it's on us to kind of have the other guys step up and replicate his production." I'm like, it's easier to do that with Colin Sexton because Colin Sexton provides a ton of scoring, but like the Cavs are still struggling offensively at times. But it's just like it was a lot for me to unpack, and I thought about it a lot this afternoon as I worked on my story. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with with Mobley is it's not just like I don't think it's like a qualitative like good or coach bad coaching thing with him with that. I think it's basically just like look, he's, he's not going to say that publicly, but I I think the thing is like Evan Mobley is the system. Evan Mobley is dictating your your offense in some ways to a certain degree, but like he's dictating your defense. Like you cannot like it unless Jared Allen is on the floor. You no longer have like rim deterrence anymore. You no longer have all these arms everywhere on the floor. You don't have that that card that he they like to play where they put Mobley in the middle of the 3-2 zone and let him roam and eat up space. Evan Mobley's arguably best defensive attribute right now. Like, he alters shots. He's very quick, all this stuff. It is that I think he, like, is incredible. Just, like, he's a really good team defender. He plays within the structure, and he makes the structure work. 
we were talking about this in our Fear the Sword Slack, and I one of the things, okay, they'll run, they'll run some of the same stuff, they'll play the same way. I don't think the Cavs can play the same way without Evan Mobley. Well, they, they can't. Defensively, they, can't. they cannot, because they, that 3-2 zone, like you pointed out, works best because JB said it's a callback to the Flip Saunders Wolves and how Kevin Garnett was utilized. Kevin Garnett was central to that 3-2 zone. Evan Mobley is central to that 3-2 zone for the Cavs. Yeah, and I think you just look at how they play. It's like, okay, you have these two bigs. They're going to switch stuff. They're going to cover for like this, this this third shooting player that we can sl- slip onto the floor because of these two weird guys. You just can't do that if you only have one of them. And if the one, especially if the one is Mobley, who is the more like malleable defensive player, like I think your defensive structure changes. And I think we'll, we'll get into this after the break, but I think, I, I think that like there, what JB does here, I think will be really interesting as far as like how he decides to roll with lineups and things going forward, because I think he could go one of two ways, which again, we're going to talk about after the break again, after the break, all the different lineups that JB could, could really dive into and sort of the, the ways that they're, they could handle some of this, particularly with Kevin Love coming back and, and perhaps Lowry marketing coming back. I think but certainly before Mobley will, but first got to tell everyone about our friends at calm. Evan, Calm is a wonderful app that I think people take advantage of, and someone like LeBron James takes advantage of it. Um, what makes LeBron James, King James, is sleep. That's one of the things that makes him him. That's right, because sleep is, an, is his superpower. And Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron to help you activate the power of sleep. As LeBron says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which which means I wake up ready for any challenge, end quote. So if you go to calm.com backslash locked in NBA for a limited time, you're going to get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scene LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more like sleep stories and meditation so you can be ready for any challenge that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using the Calm app and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com backslash LockedInNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Again, that is get started at calm.com backslash LockedInNBA. That is calm.com slash LockedInNBA. And got to tell you about our friends at Bill Bar. I just got an order today. And got to tell you, that's going to be my my treat. I got some co- coconut brownie chunk ones in the mail, an all-time great flavor. Well, you're look, training for the turkey trot, man. You need some nourishment as you train. Yeah, and then we're getting up for the Cleveland 10-miler, the Cleveland half, the Akron half. We're, we're getting back up into long-distance running here on, on my end of the Lockdown Cavs podcast. Say, we as in – we as use, Chris is using the royal we right now right. in Lockdown Cavs. I'm, that's right. I'm not doing any of that. I need to get back to the gym, and Bill Bar would be a, a great way to get it going. It's the perfect time for Bilt Bar. It's the new holiday dessert if you need a little treat and you want to get a little protein. Um, remember, one size of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories, so only 4 grams of sugar, and plenty of protein. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% chocolate. It's a great option when you're hungry, and if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, maybe go for a Bilt Bar or two. There's nothing like Bill Bar Black Friday as well. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Bilt.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15. You get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Evan, let me, true or false with Evan Mobley now out? And obviously, this is like, let's just say Jared Allen plays 
Um, maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he plays Thursday. Maybe he doesn't. But whenever he comes See, back, because Jarrett's injury is tricky because it's a non-COVID related illness. We just don't know when he's going to be back. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying when you get him back because he will be back before Evan Mobley, and oh, yeah. Kevin Love will be back before Evan Mobley. True or false? Do you think it makes sense to stick with sort of this like unconventional look we've seen that has worked to some degree so far, or? Do you go back to a more conventional starting lineup of some kind where Jared's the five and then one of, let's just say, Kevin is the starting four or Mark and when he comes back and then you play two wings and Darius? So will the conventional lineup be Darius, Rubio, Okoro? I'm going to say Mark and Allen. And then the unconventional lineup would be Darius, Okoro, Mark and Love, Allen. I think the conventional thing could be one of – you could go – Garland, Rubio, Okoro, Wade Allen. You could go Garland, Osmond, Okoro, Wade Allen. I think those would be the two sort of iterations you could See, have. I don't think JV wants to start Jetty. I don't think it does either, but I'm saying if you want to split up, the, like you, if you commit to starting Garland and Rubio, which is, this is like maybe a little too in the weeds, but you have to then stagger them very aggressively. Like you can't run them out 40 minutes a night and, and do this. If you go big, like it'd be like, let's just say Garland, Okoro, Wade, Markin, and Allen, like or or Love instead of Markin until Lowry's back. Like, I tend to think conventional is like if we're gonna. I messed up my own setup here because I did a bad job. But if you go like if I'm saying I would pick one path or the other, I think I just don't think you can play unconventional and weird the way that they have unless you have Evan Mobley and Jared Allen there to make it work. I just don't I, think it. I, it will get ripped to shreds if they do. They will. I I don't think they should either, but I think they will. Because JB seems hell bent and determined to make this unconventional big lineup work. Yeah, I think if that ends up happening, I think that's missing like the forest for the trees. I, I think I mean, that's just it's the Cavs are definitely French frying when they should have pizza wedged. If you get that reference, nope. five points to Gryffindor. You didn't watch South Park, I get it. So, nope. Stan Darsh, if you will. But I think they're going to stick with the unconventional. But in my eyes. My ideal lineup would probably have to be, golly, like even Darius, Okoro at the two, Jetty at the three, Markin at the four, Allen at the five. Like that makes the most sense on paper because, like, you're right, you do need to stagger Rubio and Garland a lot too. They tried to play those two a lot together last night against Boston. And I think Boston kind of figured out this is a little bit of a one trick situation and they defended both of them hard. And I think they had showed Ricky at least showed a little bit of fatigue down the stretch too because he's physically incapable of playing 38 to 40 minutes a night. And like JV really leaned on him on Saturday night because Okoro wasn't working. I think Okoro is the biggest X factor in all of this though, is if Isaac is still kind of detrimental off offense offensively and like, yes, he looked better Monday night against Boston, but if teams continue to sag off on him on defense and they kind of force him by packing the paint to take these three pointers and kind of not be gun shy from three, this really changes the calculus of things too. And maybe you see the Cavs then roll out a lineup of still with a Coro, but they lean more heavily on marketing love and Allen producing alongside Darius, the starting lineup and a just kind of acts as like that defensive safety valve that they put next to Darius. Yeah. I, I think, I think my broader just kind of 
question here is just basically okay like do what does this look like now that like i don't think you can play a lot of the same way that you you gain with mobile oh, like you, you, you cannot play the same uh, way with so like mobile. this is going to go back to like more of i want like are they going to revert back to like some version of what they did last year where it was like okay we sort of are playing like alan is our five he's going to play heavy drop coverage and like everyone else kind of stays home like does the, the defense is going to change the offense is going to change and i think we just does it is it like a reversion to last year is it like an altered version of that with like some of the things that have worked this year tried to incorporate in like this is again like i think if you're looking at like reasons to be a little like concerned about how these next weeks are going to go if you're going to like look at the big picture and i'm not going to say the, the the p word like you this is really hard to like do and figure it on the fly it is like what is asked of you it's within the structure position for JV to be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, it is. I, I think it is. It's just the reality of the job. It's just like the reality of like this is what happens when like things are thrown at you. Like you have to figure it out. And the Cavs have had absolutely awful injury luck. I think that the question here is just like, okay, like what does this look like, and how do they figure out and tweak as they go? And I, I think that's going to be really fascinating because again, this isn't like even a team that it's not just like Mobley is out, right? Colin Sexton is still out. Jared yep. Allen is out right now. And if and we saw at the end of the Boston game, if Mobley and Allen aren't on the floor, teams are going to just attack the Cavs at the rim over and over and over again. Like, like thoughts and prayers of Dean Wade on defense, but it was bad. Yeah, he's going to get cooked. Like, that's, that's just going to happen. You have these concerns now that you just didn't have because of the talent, and you built your identity on that. What this identity looks like in the interim while you're also pretty injured and are missing guys. And then we'll be incorporating these guys back in as you go. It's like a really tricky position to be in. It's especially when like you get like you're opening two games, like to do this against or against Brooklyn, who maybe isn't like hitting all of the strides you would like. They might've, but Katie's like been the best player in the league so far this year, to my estimation. And then you yeah. get stuff, you get the warriors on Thursday. who are playing really well and have a system that I think even with the read and react and everything would have really been hard for the would have been a test for the Cavs in a lot of direct ways too. Like this is just like a really brutal way to kind of kick this off. Oh, it is for sure. I think the caveat for the Cavs playing Brooklyn on Wednesday is they are coming off a back to back where Brooklyn's playing golden state tonight, but then Cleveland is the luxury of playing golden state on Thursday in a back to back. So like the Cavs kind of get a win and a loss at the same time there. This is going to be a tough test. This is going to be a gut check for the Cavs. I'm going to chalk up, Wednesday's game as a loss, though, especially if Jared Allen's out and if Kevin Love is back. Kevin Love will be the starting five, and I think even James Harden's going to be licking his chops because James Harden probably took a huge step back without the with the new foul call changes. But he's going to take advantage of the defensive inefficiencies of Jared Allen. No, not sorry, not Jared Allen. Jesus, um, Dean Wade, Kevin Love, and even Taco Fall. Like Taco Fall is going to play serious minutes in this rotation until this Cavs team gets healthy too, which, which is wild to think because Taco Fall is an incredibly nice human. I think he is a lot of fun. I think the Cavs have kind of turned him into a bit of a mascot, which feels kind of grimy, but like he's really good at the G League level. Obviously, like he's a professional basketball player and he's just not physically equipped to play like 30 to 40 minutes at the NBA level. And that's just the unfortunate reality of the situation. Yeah. What and he then like Ed play? Davis is the other option and like, yeah, Ed Davis can play at times, but I don't think you can reliably say, yeah, Ed Davis is going to be leaned on for like the entire game. Like Ed Davis can be the starting center tomorrow night against Brooklyn for all we know. I mean, yeah, like, well, like Ed Davis playing would be like a, a big change of just like, Hey, we have this very weird uh, thing we have to figure out right now. Like we're just going to do it. I guess it's, it's tricky. I don't blame. I, I do. Anyone like for me. Yeah. Not giving Ed Andy Varejo's number that that's my best thing about Ed Davis so far. 
yeah, Ed Davis salute. Okay, one more break. Uh, we'll be back and we're going to talk a little bit more about yes, the Nets sir. game and some of the other things we could look for in that one. But Evan, uh, you have an ad read. I do. We're back and better than ever. With a new web interface for the start of basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball when it's actually happening, the NHL, boxing, UFC, even maybe some Cleveland Guardians roller derby, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts and the exclusive betting partner of the locked on podcast network. All right. Last segment. We're going to get, let's get into Cavs nets. Good ad read credit. Where credit good. Come on now. Thank you. Thank you. I, I can hear everyone clapping as they listen to the episode on their morning commute right now. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, what are you actually looking forward to in this Cavs nets game? Because I'm oh, like struggling. That's dude. Well, okay, but like let's let's oh, let's do it beyond Cavs like the, the yeah. Well, no, just in general, like what is there like a thing you want to see what the Cavs do? Is there like a matchup you want to see? Like, is there just anything oh, yeah, that like kind of tickles your fancy a little bit? Well, Evan Mobley being out is unfortunate because I wanted to watch Evan Mobley defend James Harden and Kevin Durant because they are going to force him to switch on the perimeter, and I think I want to see how Mobley handles two of the best players ever at their respective positions. I think Isaac Okoro is going to be really tested against James Harden and Kevin Durant. We talked about this already, but. Okoro kind of plays hard. He plays through screens a lot. He plays very physically. I wonder if the Nets take advantage of that and get him into foul trouble early and maybe kind of treat him like Boston did on the opposite side of the ball when the Cavs are on offense. But KD and Harden are really good. Um, I think LaMarcus Aldridge is an interesting test for some of the Cavs bigs too. I think he's just a little goofy, a little weird, especially – Again, if Evan Mobley is playing, LaMarcus Aldridge is an interesting test as well because Al Horford kind of shut off his water at points last night against like when they were playing Boston. So I'm just interested to see what this Nets team does and what this Nets team looks like. They're coming off a, a back-to-back against Golden State. Like I think the Nets are going to have to play guns out against the Warriors, and they're really going to have to give their all because the Warriors are one of the top teams in basketball this year. So I wonder if maybe Steve Nash – punts on this game, rest KD, rest Harden, maybe rest some of the other key players. Um, it's just all a lot of just tinkering and stuff. We won't really have their injury report until tomorrow to know who is and isn't out for Brooklyn because they're playing tonight, like I mentioned, as we record this. So, yeah, I'm just interested to see how the Cavs kind of defend some of these players. I'm a little, actually not a little, very disappointed. I can't watch Evan Mobley defend some of them because watching him defend on the perimeter is so delightful. Same ditto for Jared Allen. I like to watch him defend on the perimeter some more too. So we'll just see what happens. I'm also interested to see how JB rolls out these lineups because he talked about Ed Davis specifically, and it feels remiss of me not to mention that earlier, so my bad. But like, I think Ed Davis is going to get some serious burn tomorrow too. Yeah, I actually kind of just want to like see what wacko stuff happens in terms of lineups. This feels like one of those games where the Cavs are going to somehow win it, and then we're going to be sitting. Well, I won't be here. I'm not recording tomorrow after the game, but like we'll yeah, be Dan- both. Yeah, Dandy Cunningham, disbelief. step it up, fill it in. Our Technic coworker, Danny Cunningham, WKYC coworker, Danny Cunningham, but. I can't tell. Oh, Chris isn't frozen. He just looks very deadpan in his expression right now. But Evan knows I, I've, 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 I've been busy today. 
Yeah, Chris is Chris is a is a cooked turkey, as some would say. And then we have a meeting with our folks at Fear the Sword in about ten minutes. So, um, yeah, I'm just interested to see what happens to this game. TBH, like, it could be fun. It could be a slaughter. Who knows? Um, it just really depends on what Steve Nash and the Nets plan to do tomorrow night. But we have a clear idea. The Cavs are down. Colin Sexton, Larry Markinen, and Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley. That's four of your five starters right there. Uh, they are missing also well, I mean, Kevin loves coming back, but then they're also missing Lamar Stevens. Something freakish could happen to you because Jarrett was a late scratch last night against Boston. So if something else could happen, you know, knock on wood, it doesn't, but it, it's one of those games that could go either way. Either this is going to be a slaughter and he's chalk up saying like, eh, it's just unfortunate. The Cavs are missing four starters or the Cavs can somehow surprise the nets based on just like things falling in their favor. Kind of like Saturday's game against Boston. Yeah, I I just really just will be I I just want to JB's not gonna he's not a tip his hand kind of coach I just like no. really want to I, I what he decides to do will just tell us I think a lot about um will tell a lot about what he wants to do and like what he wants to think will work and i just i just am fascinated by how a coach in this situation handles it right like it, it's just mm-hmm. there's like no way you could have planned for this you don't like make plans for like hey when our nine guys are out like or, you don't exaggerate the ball that protects these injuries yeah when like hey when like our our most important young player is out that's the thing i i if there's two things on a, on a actual guys are going to play kind of thing that are that are still healthy among the core guys I want to see how Isaac Okoro follows up um, the best game of his season um, against Brooklyn, and particularly want to see him. I'm, I I very much want to watch him defend James Harden. I just think that'll be cool, and I want to see what I, da- there's going to be a lot on Darius to make the offense work right now. Because Mobley, even if he's not like the the creative hub that he could be at his absolute peak, he's already added some passing out of the short role. He has some shot making ability that he is just innate to him because he's this like seven foot like freakazoid NBA player. There's even more, I think, offensive pressure now on Darius Garland to create, not for just others, but for himself and get shots oh, off yeah. and things. And like the Cav path through defense is is hard now, particularly like on a night we're not going to have Mobley or Allen. I think their path that there's so much of their offense has worked when like Mobley is slipping screens and, <laughs> and creating stuff, and and Allen sets a lot of screens and creates sort of infrastructure. Like the infrastructure is just kind of now like Darius Garland, hey, do stuff and like. Like the, the when they were making that late push against Boston, like it was like the offense was like humming. It was like Jetty Osmond like throwing up wild shots and making threes, or like Darius creating yeah. one on one. Like a lot of hero ball has been playing in the Cavs' favor in some of these wins lately. And I'm I'm not bullish on that being like a thing that actually works. It, it's not a thing that actually works. You just it's just like the Cavs like. Again, like, like JB saying, oh, we never gave up, like stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's all well and good, but there's going to be nights where their shots don't fall, and it's going to be a very frustrating loss for the Cavs because they just get out-talented or outperform because the other team is healthier than them. But there's also no, you don't, there's no, no one's going to be shedding tears for the Cleveland Cavaliers in terms of the Brooklyn Nets. Like, no one's going to feel bad that they're down six players going into tomorrow's game. So no, th- this is just the reality of you get bad injury luck. You go through an 82 game season. You have to navigate some, some crises and, and figure it out as you go. But really, I, I mean, to wrap up the big thing here is obviously Evan Mobley's out two to four weeks. It, it's an absolute bummer. Uh, the sooner he's really back sucks. and the sooner he can be back to hundred percent, the, the Cavs will certainly be better for it. Um, it, you know, the, 
the game, it could be like there's a game against Miami. He could be back for the thing. It's in a month. There's a game in so two weeks would be Dallas in Dallas. I think three weeks would be against Milwaukee and then four weeks would be home against the heat. So like that, that's roughly what we're looking at here. It seems like if it's four weeks, um, he'll be back before Christmas. This could just, this ultimately could just go down as like kind of an unfun blip in a, in a fun calf season, but ha- these next couple weeks while he's out and, and while everyone's kind of coming back, like we could look back on this as like a very pivotal point in like where things went awry for the Cavs to some degree, even if they rebound when Moby gets back and they kind of and sexing back and everything and things go along the right way. This just could be a very pivotal part of the year by kind of no fault of just other than bad injury luck when they're playing a schedule that is for the most part pretty difficult. But yeah, Evan, you want to wrap well, up there? I, I well, one last thing I will say yeah. it is a somewhat blessing in disguise that Mobley's injury wasn't as bad as some people might have feared it was. Like I shared some timelines of like Jimmy Butler having a bad comeback from it. I had shared timelines of other players just struggling with these similar injuries to Mobley, and I think the Cavs kind of got out. I mean, it sucks, but they're very fortunate that the window is only two to four weeks versus like one to two, possibly even three months that he sidelined. And it's just like a hyperextended elbow with a strain. It's not, not, not the end of the world. I think grand scheme of things, like I think he'll be bounced back from this and be just fine and just kind of pick up where he left off. There might be a little bit of rust at first, getting back into the swing of things. I think playing Dallas or Miami would be tough asks to come back to, but it could be worse. That's what I always tell myself. Yeah. That's going to be it. We're going to wrap up there. Everyone have a good Wednesday. Evan is taking it off. Danny Cunningham is noted. We'll be with me recapping the game. Uh, could be fun. Maybe not super optimistic about that. If we're keeping it on the straight 100. and narrow there with you. Um, but until next time, it's been locked on Cavs again. Thanks again for making locked on Cavs your first listen every day. Remember we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. We just had the best week ever we've ever had on the pod. Let's keep those numbers up. Yeah, keep and those numbers up. You all, a lot of, Miss Mrs. Manning's class, listen to me now. Instead of watching Fortnite videos, come watch Locked on Cavs on YouTube and subscribe. And uh, in the words of the Chase Downs, Justin Rowan, make multiple accounts and cook those books inflate our numbers because we're not hiring a click bar fought barm because i know we're like we're an incredibly wealthy podcast but we're, yeah, we're still going to maintain we some we, moral we ethics. don't have we, we don't have ethereum access until next time it's been locked on cabs have a good one <laughs>